Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is week number three of the biggest month of the year, Dead Duck Month, uh, as people around the world celebrate dead, dead ducks. <laughs> I forgot that we all did those, that. <laughs> all those celebrations of flatulence and dead ducks <laughs> that uh, we had to talk about here on the Oz Network. This is our first ever plot keyword month, and dead ducks <laughs> is the subject. <laughs> And we are now up to Exodus, Gods and Kings, which uh, on the level at least Dead Ducks did not disappoint, uh, as brief as it was. Uh, But uh, this is Ridley Scott's, I think, ninth attempt to duplicate the success of Gladiator with historical epic. It's Christian Bale and Joel Edgerton, who are both wonderful men. Aaron Paul. It's Ben Mendelsohn. It's Ben Mendelsohn, who's a wonderful man. It is Aaron Paul staring into the camera and saying very little. And bead. Getting a beard and some hair. <laughs> Talks about God. Uh, <laughs> basically, Jesse is basically the same character. <laughs> and in the role of God, we have a seven-year-old boy. That is Exodus, Gods and Kings. And a duck, duck die. There we go. <laughs> Recap over. Um, my name is Colin, and I would like Ben. I want Ben dead. Did you hear me? Then Go! Not the first person to say that. And my name is Ben, and the truth is, it's not that good of a story. <laughs> Can I actually just... down there. Well, oh, I'll try. <laughs> Jesus, God is speaking to us <laughs> in the voice of Jamie Hilding. <laughs> wow, she doesn't like my things. Which I just can I just preface right now before any opinions are given. I would like to say, as a as an atheist, as a non-religious man, this is this is like Barbie. It's not targeted to me. And I formally apologize right now for anyone I may or may not offend who is a religious person who are into stories of this nature. It is all done in good humor moving forward. Thank you. Well, uh, let's just say what doesn't have a lot of good humor is this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Hang on. Where's the, where's the thing? I don't have it. Oh, my goodness. I need the... Is that it? Oh, that was a good one. Well done. We're going to be done in an hour. Uh, yeah, this this movie, I, I think I said last week, I mean, my history with this movie is, I mean, I, I pretty much was done with Ridley Scott trying to duplicate Gladiator uh, by the time he did Robin Hood, I think a couple years before this, uh, or some of the other ones. Kingdom of Heaven was another one. I think he did uh, that one, he, he, he just... Okay. Yeah, and and now he has um, uh, the Napoleon coming out this year, and then Gladiator 2. Oh boy, Gladiator 2 is coming. Uh, like it just seems like Ridley Scott had the biggest success of his career with Gladiator, and just all he wanted to do is make the same type of movie, and never had any success with it. Uh, I remember watching this because we found the 3D Blu-ray for it when we got the 3D TV, and there were a couple sequences that looked cool in it, but the movie was just kind of forgettable. 
Um, rewatch it now. I, I could see some promising stuff in this movie. I, I, I think that I'm going to have a lot of complaints about Ridley Scott's inability to deliver theatrical releases because a lot of these other movies he's done, like especially Kingdom of Heaven, I heard multiple people over the last couple weeks who said, oh, I watched Kingdom of Heaven and it was such a good movie. But like that movie, theatrical cut, I don't think anybody likes. And then, oh, I'm going to release a director's cut. And he's got like 16 director's cuts of Blade Runner out there. This is one movie he's never done director's cut of. And like you can tell from watching this movie that there are entire scenes that are missing that are very important and it's just my easiest way that i could sum up what was wrong with this movie is that for everything dramatic that happens you have one scene to introduce it and one scene to resolve it and nothing in the middle and it's like there's a bunch of middle scenes that seem to be missing here but having said that christian bale really does give it his all joel edgerton gives his all as silly it is to kind of see joel edgerton playing an egyptian prince uh king whatever his pharaoh um it's a very whitewashed cast i don't think this movie would ever get released now but uh there's some decent stuff in here but uh yeah i'll i'll hold my breath for the one movie i'll actually hold my breath for ridley scott doing a four-hour director's cut of look uh, a few things add because i honestly i'm as said to colin off it i'm not gonna have a whole lot to add to this movie because i'm sorry people that this is one of those ben zones out after 10 minutes movies uh i, I barely paid attention to it i was like oh water but even then, like the stuff at the end was a bit disappointing. There was some blood. The dead ducks literally in the opening five minutes. I, I just hate I'm like, oh, there it is. Done. Right, move on. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, but just <laughs> I, I feel like it's maybe, you know, a bit awkward timing for us to be talking about a movie of this nature considering what's going on in this part of the world right now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, we will be extra sensitive on on, on that topic. Um is this not just Gladiator? Like the parts of the plot that I watched and paid attention to, it's like two people, like one man who works for like the big evil empire gets exiled. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the king dies. So his son takes over and he's a bit more of a dick than his dad. And then basically it's just guy who got free exiled comes back to free the slaves. Like this is yeah. Gladiator, right? I mean, his wife doesn't get killed in this brutally and burnt in a field. There's no Enya playing. Um, oh, people get burned, though. <laughs> do I they? Then. Uh, I saw a lot of people getting eaten by crocodiles. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, the, look, visually, I, I read the reviews and it's like, oh, visually, this looks great. And, like, it's got some money in it. But this is, I have no history with this film. And if I'm completely honest with you, I don't remember this movie at all being released. Like, most people don't. <laughs> I generally am a person who keeps up to date with what's coming out and the big blockbusters and things like this. And this has obviously had a bit of money put behind it, nearly $200 million put behind it. It looks like a big blockbuster movie. And someone like Ridley Scott, who gets their name attached to it, it's going to get publicity. And Christian Bale, Joel Edgerton, I mean, Sigourney Weaver's in it, I think. Um, it says she is. I didn't, I mean, apparently she was. I mean, and this was obviously peak breaking bad as well, you know, not that... Aaron Paul is the star of this film, but like, I mean, it's still got Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad in it, but I don't remember this movie at all being released. So yeah, I, I I don't know how a blockbuster of this nature kind of slips through the cracks. Uh, we're, we're kind of living in a similar time right now, like an overcrowded marketplace. Um, when we get to the box office at the end of this, you'll really see one of the reasons why it's just sort of disappeared very quickly. But, uh, is this the the thing? Sorry, just one thing I wanted to add too, and I like uh, again, this is, goes back into my lack of knowledge around. I guess you know, I realize there are some very big, famous biblical films based on the Bible, like the Ten Commandments. You know, I mean, I was 
picturing this, this. That's this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, literally, but like that, that whenever you like when you do film history and you learn about like history of movies and the, and special effects, like the very famous Ten Commandments parting of the water scene, mm-hmm. which was again part of my ignorance. Was that like a forties, fifties, sixties? Like what era was that? That was like I think late fifties, late mid fifties, maybe. And like I mean, that was groundbreaking for the fifties, and that's what I was expecting. I'm expecting Christian Bale, you know, like you know. Yeah. That. But and then I think of um, I remember the the big drama and everything around the Passion of the Christ that I think until very recently was the highest grossing R-rated film of all time and just the controversy mm. that caused for for its portrayal of everything and that to do with Jesus. And usually I thought like biblical films get a bit of, you know, weight behind it because if it's, if it's not good, it's like generally the community who are into that are usually very negative, you know what I mean? So that's another reason why I feel this movie... I don't know, got swept under the rug for, for a heavily biblical movie like this. Well, I, I think one of the other things that kind of hurts this is that, uh, I mean, it is an update of the Ten Commandments, which the Ten Commandments, still to this day, it's on network television every single year. And I, I think I've seen the movie all the way through maybe twice. I saw it once, you know, years and years ago. And then it was maybe last year or the year before where it was on TV. And it's one of these things, it's, it's on for five hours straight because it's a long movie in the air without commercials. Along with this? Yeah, a lot longer than this. Probably double the length of this. But uh, it's a movie, one of those movies like The Wizard of Oz or It's a Wonderful Life that every single year it's on network television. So everybody's probably seen it. So then you have this movie come out where they're like, well, we're going to have to do some things differently because we can't just remake a movie. And then when you do it differently, people are going to compare it. Uh, Another very similar to this, Ben-Hur. Charlton Heston kind of went from like the Ten Commandments to Ben-Hur. And when you talk about like Gladiator, I mean, as much similarities as Gladiator has to Exodus, Gladiator and Ben-Hur, it is exactly the same movie. Um, but uh, with with Ben-Hur, they also tried a remake of it a couple of years ago, and it's the mm. same thing. Like so Mark many people Burnett. have seen it, like how do you, yeah, and even Mark Burnett, and like how, how do you actually duplicate something like that? Um, but uh, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of jump into the movie here. Uh, we're going to briefly, it's so strange that a movie of this size now, I got through this in two sittings. Um, oh, now, when we get you. to when we get through 1900 next week, oh, I, I am two weeks started. into. I started watching that first. I'm two weeks into watching this. Probably four sittings so far, maybe five. And that's consecutive, but, and you're only halfway through the film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm barely. I'm not even joking. I'm barely over halfway. I'm 20 minutes into the second part, oh, but uh, but that movie's got a lot more talking points than this does because this there it, it's it, it's a lot of nothing in this movie. And can I just point um, out with 1900, and we'll talk about this next week. The, like the you sent me your parts and I realized I, I think I kept telling you like oh the second part I have doesn't have subtitles it actually does I just had to press a button but the you yeah. the, I actually have the first half which is dubbed so like at least with the first oh. half I can just kind of tune out and watch a dubbed version but then the second half yeah. I have to read for two and a half hours Oh, I mean, I I have it playing on double speed uh, <laughs> to get the movie and it's still and yet somehow when Robert De Niro's penis comes up, it still seems to be on screen forever. Uh, that's watching at double speed. But Jamie's that'll be more next put week. it in half speed. You just haven't realized at that point. Uh, anyway, so Dead Duck Month, this is what we're here for. The movie literally starts with the opening scene. Uh, they want to retire the Egyptian priestess that predicts the future by reading the guts of dead ducks. Literally, we get her opening up a duck opening it up, ripping out its insides. I think we see its intestines, its, its, its stomach lining, a bunch of stuff. And this is how they tell the future. Uh, Number one now, dead duck not, scene already. <laughs> so far, it is our best dead duck of the month. Uh, next week, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it tops it or not. 
Uh, but that's that's it for Dead Ducks. Movie's pretty much over. Uh, and that's where I wanted to give up. I mean, I was on board straight away because I'm like, oh, like Joel Edgerton and, and John Turturro is wearing makeup. They're all wearing like eyeliner. I'm like, great, good for them. There's a duck getting in trails ripped out. I'm like, I'm on board. But everything else for me was downhill until the water scene, and even that was disappointing. Well, there's this priestess now. Now, um, I'm trying to see if this is the same lady. She is in uh, Game of Thrones. So, yeah, ah. Indira Varma. So she's in Game of Thrones. She was also an Obi-Wan. Uh, she was like the Imperial officer who was working with the rebels. She kind of oh, yeah. snuck Obi-Wan out. Oh, yeah, she was uh, good. So, yeah, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to look it up here. So she's Italian, of course. Um, we have a couple of actual Jewish actors in this movie, and they're all minor roles. So that's a little bit problematic. Was that talked now. about? Like, cause, I mean, yeah. like it Not really, when it came out, no. Like, I mean, even Christian Bale, who is a Welsh man, is putting on an American accent, and Joel Edgerton, <laughs> who's an Australian man, is putting on an American accent, an, Egypt, an Egyptian and a Hebrew. Now, last time... Yeah. I ever talked to an Egyptian or a Hebrew, they did not have American accents. So, I mean, I realized yeah. I could have moved to America, but this was what, like BC 20, whatever it is. Like, you know, like, come on. Well, and this is where people like, I, I'm not saying that like, okay, you should have had this cast. Like there, there are plenty of Jewish actors working in Hollywood who could make a movie like this, but there, there is something of where they're picking and choosing who they want to complain about. Cause the movie, the last airbender came out a couple of years earlier than this. Mm. And they said, it's got like almost no Asian actors in it. It's like, well, they, they reinterpreted and they cast like some Indian actors and stuff like that. Like they was somewhat a multicultural, but like, I don't know why that movie gets heavily criticized and something like this doesn't it's, it's odd. Cause, and this isn't even one of these movies mentioned today where it's like, wow, you should not, cast a movie like that look we're gonna get sidetracked we want to keep this in now but look, look i'm not i'm not one of these sticklers for the oh if you've got a gay character you must cast a gay man like a or a gay person sorry yeah. like it's it's it's, it's acting that's it's the acting. point that's mm-hmm. what you're doing but i think when it comes to race or ethnicity when it's such a you know like if, you, if you're doing shaft like that's always my example you're not going to cast a white person like it's 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 You've got Martin Luther King. You're not going to cast, like, you know, Brad Pitt playing Martin Luther King. Like, there are certain roles which, like, yes, it's got to be very that. And, like, this is one of those ones where it's... I mean, Gladiator's maybe a bit toe the line. Like, I mean, most people in Hollywood are Italian anyway, aren't they? But, like, this is a... Like, it's a very... Like, again, not a religious person, but even I know the story of the Ten Commandments and Moses freeing the slaves. Like, I mean, it's one of those ones that everybody who's not religious knows as well. So I would assume Mm -hmm. that for a very powerful story that is very connected to the jewish faith and the hebrew people you would at least want to cast a a jewish person and you're right like you never hear this as something that people complain about and hollywood (laughs) is very much filled with a a large contingent of jewish people and we're seeing that right now with all the support they're doing for for israel so Mm -hmm. yeah very interesting that christian bale never gets like cancelled or talked down on for playing uh moses Adam Sandler could have played Moses. Yeah. <laughs> it probably would have been more acceptable. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if we would have gotten the Rob same. Schneider of it. could have played Moses. Rob Schneider. <laughs> I think he's Jewish. <laughs> Natalie Portman could have played Ramses. <laughs> Why Natalie, not? Natalie Portman's done Israeli Bender movies. She, she's, she's born in Israel. So, I mean, you know, I mean, 2023, <laughs> you would have made Moses a woman, surely. So, Natalie Portman, exactly. No, I met uh, Natalie so anyway, Portman did, yesterday, she, by the way. Lucky yeah. man. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, she does give this prophecy that between Joel Edgerton and Christian Bale, one of them is going to save the other one's life, and then the other one's going to become the leader. I, I can't remember which way it's supposed to go. Uh, we get a standard Ridley Scott battle scene to open this movie. The battle scenes, I think, are better in this than some of those other epics of his. Like, I, I think overall, the Robin Hood movie he made was probably slightly more entertaining this, but, like, the action was pretty forgettable. 
Kingdom of Heaven, again, people rave about the director's cut, but the theatrical cut is like hated. Um, some of the battle stuff in here is okay though. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we get uh, the, the the debate about the Israelites. So this is where we get introduced to the slaves and Ben Mendelsohn is, I guess, somebody who's in charge of the slaves. They're building pyramids and stuff like that. He's great. And he's amazing. It's because I'm actually going to say Ben Mendelsohn, there are a couple things he does. One thing specifically I'm very excited to get at later on, which is maybe the worst part of this movie that Ben Mendelsohn gives Oscar worthy performance in that field of it. Like he's, he's great in everything. Um, but, uh, Aaron Paul is here being whipped. Uh, I don't even remember if he talks in this entire movie. He has one or two lines at the end of the movie. Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, bitch. Science. (laughs) <laughs> ben and Nick definitely had this dream but with Aaron Paul <laughs> different context though this is what uh, his girl what's a uh, Kristen Ritter this is what she was doing damn uh, it's what it, the end of season, season five of Breaking Bad this is why we had El Camino basically yeah. this is, you know, I, I thought this was a prequel to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark which we can get to at the very end of this movie oh, yeah. but uh, I think this is actually a sequel to El Camino <laughs> like there he is uh, we also get ben, ben Kingsley, who is the closest thing to Middle Eastern in this movie, because I think he's like part Middle Eastern. Uh, he, he's just your generic guy. You're making a movie in this region. Throw Ben Kingsley in there. Uh, he, uh, I, th- I think it's him. Yeah, he basically tells Moses, who's just investigating the slave ring they have here, the prophecy that he was born and that there was this uh, mandate to kill all the, the children uh, before this prophet was born and that he was smuggled out and he was raised. Um, and this is where that line comes up. The truth is not even that good of a story, which Christian Bale, like I, I, there are things I really love about his performance. I just don't think the material is good enough. He should have a little bit more of a leadership side. And I get where they want to go with this movie to kind of make him this reluctant leader and everything. It gives him maybe a little bit more complexity, but like, we don't get a lot of big scenes with him, but, but this stuff I liked where he's kind of doubting it. Um, we have, uh, Joel Edgerton taking the throne, um then this is where i'm feeling like a lot of the there's missing scenes in the movie because we have the scene where ben medicine comes and basically says by the way overheard moses is actually a jew and then no no that can't be so joel is saying no there's no way that's the case so then he's questions him and he's getting really to cut off the sister's arm like no i know there's a scene leading up to that because it comes so abruptly you do this build up where it's like moses doesn't believe this is true and then he's confronted with it and even Joel Edgerton says afterwards, when he tries to cut off the arm, he says, yes, it's true. And then Joel Edgerton's like, yeah, but he was just saying that because he's going to cut off his sister's arm. Okay, so let's cast him out of here because it's definitely true. Like, like there's a lot of missing stuff in the opening of this movie here. We don't even have a moment where Moses goes from saying, oh, no, that's not even that good of a story mm-hmm. to, oh, yeah, this is true. Like, it's so much junk missing here. Um we get uh, um, a bunch of stuff happening. There's him getting exiled. <laughs> Can you just this end is... it right there? And we have a bunch of stuff bunch happening. Of stuff That's happens. it. Seize part. Yep. No more dead ducks. Uh, but like, <laughs> there's there's no reaction. Like why? Again, I want another scene where he's okay. Let's uh, not kill him. Let's just exile him. Okay, so let's have the scene where you tell him and then he fights with him. Like, there's this relationship that exists nowhere on screen between mm. Joel Edgerton and Christian Bale that is very important to this movie. Um. He, he decides to go along with it. He goes out. There's there's dead sheep, but there's no more dead ducks in this movie. There's dead goats, but there's no more dead ducks. <laughs> um, the scene where he meets his wife. This is another one. He meets his wife. It's yeah. kind of this nice scene where they're talking about the, the the sheep and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, they're getting married. And it's like, I'll love you till the day I die. But where's the middle scene there? <laughs> yeah. it just and jumps it's like seven years later or something. Yeah, it's just it's all over the place. 
Uh, this is where I actually made the note. Like so far, this entire movie is just made up of trios of scenes where you've cut up the middle one. Uh, we jump ahead nine years. I basically cover the majority. I'll cover everything up to the plagues here. Nine years later. So Ramses is just a bit more of a jerk. He's slave driving. He's whipping people. You get a Moses caught in a mudslide. He sees a burning bush and then toddler God appears. Uh, <laughs> who he just argues with for the entire who movie. Is this kid? <laughs> He's got I, a child. What is this? Uh, again, like you could do the booming voice of Jamie Hilding. You know, Moses, keep it down down there. Yeah, just do, what the, we do? Where, where's the whole... Um, oh, like hold the, on, hold on. This is God. Yeah, easy. Bree Jones of the TV show Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, when but, I went to uh, bed last night, I watched two episodes of Simpsons. I'll bring that up later. <laughs> but yeah, like we get this little boy instead. Uh, he suddenly decides he's, he needs to go and, and free the slaves. His wife's not happy that he's leaving. Uh, he finds Ben Kingsley. He finds Aaron Paul. Uh, he meets with Joel Edgerton for the first time. He basically gives him a warning. Um, and then I, I do love here, like th this, the way that they show, I think Joel Edgerton gets a fair bit of character uh, exploration here. When he's saying, what are you talking about? Things are better than ever. And then Moses is like, for who? These people are slaves. But if it's a but we're doing great. What does it matter? <laughs> no fairness. Have um, you seen the pyramids? They've done a bloody good exactly. job. These things are gonna live on till the end of time. I'm sorry, like two thousand years, like your name will be read in a book that people hate in a Sunday. People come to Egypt, they fucking bring this money to the economy. Who's coming out on top, my friend? Slaves did I'm this. Creating You're tourism. We're burning slaves' bodies, but we're creating tourism. Uh, these are gonna uh, be my ancient wonders of the world by UNESCO. I don't think the Bible is, is it? Yeah. <laughs> This is where we get the knife to the throat, which I remember that being the trailer part. That was like, the, whenever I think about this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of remember like a lot of birds during the parting of the seas. <laughs> and I remember the knife to the throat scene. Those are the only things I really remember. And this is where you get like this great Joel Edgerton delivery. Cause I honestly believe Joel Edgerton is like one of the most underrated actors like in the world. Like anything this guy's in, I watch it and I love it. The way that he delivers this line, which is kind of my opening line. He goes, so what are we going to do? I would like Moses. I want Moses. And then he's like, dead. And then he just pauses like, did you hear me? And then he's like, yeah. Then go! Like, he almost like his very head, go! This is Joe, Joe Biden, go! <laughs> and then all of a sudden you have this pause where he's like, oh, and his family too. <laughs> it's just a little punchline on it. Um, so uh, Moses training his troops. There's some attacks. Um, we get uh, a brief glimpse of Ramsey's baby, which is going to foreshadow what's going to happen. Um, and then we get the toddler God showing up and telling Moses that, Oh, what are you, what are you doing? You're just watching me. I'm watching you fail. <laughs> There's a lot of this back and forth banter between them. And this is where he's like, okay, let me take over now. This is right before the plague starts. So we'll cover everything else in the second half here. Just quickly. You, you think Joel Edgerton's amazing in everything he's been in. Well, I've, I've got to send yes. you some copies of, um, apparently he's in water rats for two episodes. Um, a great, I'm sure he was great. <laughs> a great Australian cop show from the late nineties, which I have. It's actually I used to love that as a kid. Um, Spellbinder, one of my favourite kids TV shows of all time, which I don't know if it was in the first or the second season. If it was in the first season, I'll, I've got it. Uh, I'll send it to you. Uh, and Police Rescue, which if you ever listen to our Lost coverage in here, uh, Noah and I talk about an esteemed Australian actor called Gary Sweet. That was um, oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he played Andy in an episode called Wild Card. And just also in Spellbind, he played the great character of Bazza. Such an Australian character. Bazza? Bazza, short for Barry. 
That's what Australians would call uh, somebody Baza. <laughs> of course it's short for Barry. <laughs> yeah, Baza. That's such an Australian. G'day, Baza. You know, mate? Yeah. Like, that's that's basically what it is. I really have so little to add. Um, I, I like the battle sequence at the beginning. Um, every time there's action, I kind of perked up from my phone or whatever the hell I was doing. I, like, ate a pretty big snack at the beginning of this. And, like, I don't know about you, but, like, sometimes when you're watching things, like, you might be like, oh, I can do things while I'm watching this because I don't have to pay super close attention. So yeah. like my house, like my my like where I'm sitting, you can't see it, but my, my couch is there, my TV is there, my kitchen is literally right next to it. So I can cook while watching things. So often, because I meal prep for the month, I'll cook. So I'm thinking like, I'm gonna cook while I'm watching this movie, because I'm probably gonna be bored and I could be productive. I ate a snack, and because I'm keto, my stomach's like this big. It was only a bit of cheese and nuts, but it filled me up so quickly that I just like nearly passed out on the couch with like I was so drained from my snack, Colin. So I couldn't even move. So I'm like, oh, I have to watch this movie. Anyway, battle scene was cool. Um, <laughs> the the um, Joel Edgerton with snakes was kind of cool. Like when oh, he's yeah. like sucking the things out. And I'm not making fun of the makeup. I realize like men can wear makeup too, but like that was an Egyptian thing too. So I think like at mm-hmm. least they're, you know, wearing it. Which again, like my, my limited knowledge of the Bible, um, I didn't realize that the Egyptians played. Like I knew, I knew the story of Moses freeing the slaves but maybe I didn't really pay attention to that was the whole Egyptian connection. So, um, yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden I'm, I'm learning stuff about this. Are you like Again, don't need to bring up your religion and your faith. I'm not sort of calling, I'm not here to get deep. But, like, were you familiar with, like, the Bible and things like that? Like, was that something that you knew a lot of yeah. this stuff? Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I think, I think most people kind of just know the story and passing and everything. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I actually grew up uh, briefly, I would say, in the in the Mormon Church, which oh, really? uh, has a that. lot more. Uh, well, the the family side that we don't talk about uh, by marriage, family side that we don't talk about, or we talked about once, <laughs> famous side of the family, extremely Mormon. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was like two years and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, that, that that there's a lot more crazier stuff in the Mormons than there is in this. But uh, I mean, this is, I think this is an extremely well known story because it, it's not just like you know this is Christian, it's Hebrew. It's it, it, I even realized click, clicking on this that um, this is like the basis of Islamic religion too. Like mm. Moses is the most mentioned character in like the Quran as well. Yeah. So it's kind of a story that like crosses all these different religions as well. And look, it's there's a lot of stuff around religious history that is fascinating. And, and again, I'm never trying to be ignorant when it comes to things. I, I went to church a few times when I had to, um, religious things here and there. Um, but that's about it. So, yep. Cool. Um, Wait till we cover the Mormon films. I be some crazy well, serious, <laughs> uh, Josh, who was on this show, who, uh, on Kill Phil, he's a Mormon and, uh, he's filled me in a lot. And, uh, I've been to Salt Lake City, stayed with Mormons and, I've always said that if I was to be religious, I reckon I honestly would be Mormon. So when I went and saw the Book of Mormon, like I actually got a lot of the references. Like, yeah, I get that joke. That's a Mormon joke. I get it because of my Mormon people I know. Anyway, I like the bit when um, Christian, not just because I like seeing Aaron Paul getting whipped, but I kind of like it's like, why are you whipping that man? It's like, because he's a slave, uh, but, he, but he feels no pain. And it's like, well, then stop whipping him or something like that. Like, it's like, whatever. Um, yeah, I like I looked a lot of the storyline. I literally got to a point where I'm trying to follow. Again, I'm not that smart, and I get bored. So I'm like, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia article. So I got to a point, <laughs> point. 
and I read it. But you made it. You made it further than than last week with Barbarella. Yeah, which was entirely Wikipedia. But I mean, even Wikipedia and Barbarella didn't make it. At least with this, I'm like reading it. So when certain things are happening in this movie, right? So like when he gets married, I'm like, okay, I read that in the Wikipedia article, and then like I knew what was coming. So when like I know you're not to the plagues yet, but when the plagues started coming, like if I hadn't read the Wikipedia, I'd be like. Why the fuck are there frogs in that bed? Like, I would be like, what's going yeah. on? Uh, Whereas, like, ah, oh, the plagues. I get it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, again, I, I think, and I, again, you'll get to the reviews. I don't know how this was received by the religious community. I, I, I know religious people who I'm sure would watch this film and be like, oh, that's not accurately portrayed in John 17. This is what they said about, like, and fine, that's great. That's what you're into. Same if when I, they do Formula One movies and then when we do Ferrari later this year, I'm going to be complaining when we did, you know, other things. It's, it's, I would be intrigued to see how this is received in that community because I think this is a fascinating thing about the Bible is any of these stories can be turned into epics like this and it's, it's interesting, but I'm just not one that is that paying attention. But Christian Bale does a great job. So does Joel Edgerton. They're, they're very good actors. They're putting they in their all. And Ben Mendelsohn. Um, yes. And Sigour- Sigourney Weaver. Like, I'm, I'm trying to... I think she has, like... I think she is. I think she's the one who tells... The mother. Ramses he should be killed. Uh, and he says, no, let's exile instead. That's not the woman I'm thinking of then. There's that bit where he's, like, in the desert and they're like, talking about his, like, people. And he's like... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought She that was, was definitely funny. on the Egyptian side. Oh, um, okay. No, I didn't see her. <laughs> uh, now... Uh, the the wife of uh, Christian Bale, you think that it's a small role? Let's get an actual Jewish actress. Uh, nope, uh, <laughs> Maria Rodriguez, <laughs> that great Jewish name. Uh, let's just go through the entire cast here. Ewan Bremner plays expert. I don't know who that is. Um, he was in Train Spotting, uh, of course, a very Jewish character. Uh, we have Philip R. Diddy as Viceroy Hegep's aide. Viceroy. So I think this is one of the Egyptian ones. Tur- Turkish. So we got we're getting closer here. Dar Salim plays Commander Kayan. He is Iraqi. So I, I won't call it call Iraqi. Uh Bithia. Now I don't remember which that's Pharaoh's daughters. So I think this is supposed to be the sister they tried to cut off the arm of, maybe. Uh she is Israeli. There we go. We're at one character in There's this another movie. Iraqi, this the Israeli. one who played Nefertiti, Nefer, Nefertari. Nefertiti. Now, do you know where you've heard the name Nefertiri before? I've I'm Nefertiti's a famous uh Egyptian queen isn't she but nefertari but also uh, that was who um uh rachel vice's flashback in the mummy returns that's what her past life was all right because i've heard we could have had her i I did i remember like i was as like a 12 year old like you know how you go through your phases when you're obsessed with things i think you and i have talked about how we're still obsessed with space but i was obsessed Mm -hmm. with egypt for like about a year so like tutankhamen like that was my goal to go see that and all that so i knew nefertiti all those sort of things so i heard of that but uh gol farhani Played Nefertari. She's uh, Iranian and French. So again, Middle Eastern. It's it's in the vicinity. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, we got some people in the vicinity, but all minor roles. It's just weird. Oh, Dar Salim, uh, anyway, so- Iraqi. So Iraqi and Iranian. <laughs> they've just they've just they've gone to the Middle East and gone. Yeah, you're close oh. enough. Ken Bones as Ramsey Scribe. <laughs> that sounds very Middle Eastern. Get me the most Israeli sounding person you can get. Ken Bones. <laughs> Uh, we got an Isaac Andrews here who played Malik. He does not even have a page on Wikipedia, but I'm going to guess Isaac Andrews is probably uh, Israeli. Kevrock Malkin um, is English Armenian. <laughs> Good for Tara him. Tara Fitzgerald as Miriam. Uh, <laughs> that's yep. definitely Israeli, right? Yep. Uh, anyway, so up to the plague. So this is where the movie 
should be taking off more and it doesn't really uh so you're right it basically just creeps up on you where all of a sudden out of nowhere you get the crocodiles in the water and then the water all turns red cool thing and even i was like i i was like oh so there's crocodiles attacking now is this one of the plagues like i don't remember this is from the other movie uh but no it's it's one of the plagues here and the river turns red and everything like and people start dying like there's uh, i i don't think that you can have i don't know how many plagues i think it's seven or nine plagues i don't think you could have seven or nine plagues in a movie like this and show them all back to back and back. You have to have it as sort of a montage like this, but there should be some breaks in here. Cause one thing I do remember from the, the, the Charlton Heston 10 commandments movie is that it plays out a little bit more spread out. So you'll have a couple of the plagues and then you'll always cut back to Ramses. Who's being stubborn. Like, no, I'm not going to free them. I'm not going to let, let them go. And there's that famous Charlton Heston line, like let my people go. <laughs> His very uh, Hebrew voice. Let my people go. I just gave him the Simpsons doctor. Say yes, doctor. I know it's a different movie. But like... <laughs> yeah. Can you play the piano anymore? No, of course I can. Well, I couldn't before. The ones I watched was uh, the, the Homer, the one he gets fat with the moo moo. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I really wanted to watch the Pierce Brosnan uh, Treehouse of Horror one. So I watched that one. I always forget that line when they're going through the options for the house. It's like, oh, we could have Matthew Perry. Could I be any more of a house? And they go, oh, look, mum, we could have 007. And Marge is like, George Lazenby? And they're like, no, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the, the plagues they have they look visually good. Yeah. But we're just, again, we're, this is where we're missing Joel Edgerton reacting to it because yeah. when you get to everything later, like you're like, why is this guy still not doing it, it, it? What difference does it make to him at this point? Can I ask you um, a really quick question? Sorry to keep interrupting, but, so, but yeah. so, so, to, to clarify my Bible history so that this is basically God punishing Joel Edgerton for not releasing the slaves. Like I will bring on seven yeah, plagues like, if you do not release the, the, the Hebrews. He's given he's given him all these chances. He sent Moses as the messenger to give him his chance. When he eventually says no, it's one plague after the other until he eventually says yes. Can, can the last I, plague is what he says yes to. And I want to ask this question. I apologize <clears throat> if this is offensive. If if God can create plagues, why can't God just release the slaves? Like is God lazy? Like <laughs> like why is he making Joel Edgerton do it? You you know I'll, I'll answer this from the point of view as of I'll answer this from a point of view of a father because I thought thought about that while I was watching this I'm like this is a legitimate question people may have uh, don't try to be offensive like I'm legitimately him asking <laughs> there's there's things that it's like my kids like you can do it for them you could tell them don't do that you could take it away like Remy he kept plugging in a fan today now we don't need a fan upstairs for any reason We're this show. but he's playing with he's playing with electrical outlets and stuff like that right and it's like I could take the fan away. But I'm like, I'm trying to teach him, don't do that. That will hurt you. And I'm like, I don't want it to get to the point where he's like, he's going to get electrocuted. But it's like, you know, people free, have free will. You, yeah, I, like, I get yeah, it. Let them explore their but free again, will. But again, lazy God, you can, you, can put, <laughs> you can put frogs on the bed. You can make crocodiles kill people, but just let them open a door. Like, oh, whoops, the door oh. stayed open. Off you go, Hebrews. Bugger off. <laughs> One thing I did like, though, is when the, the advisors are telling Ramses, they're like, oh, okay, so... The clay in the water made it. <laughs> and then that brought dead fish. And then the dead fish brought flies and the flies brought the warts on our face. And very elaborate. That's God, how we got he? here. <laughs> like, I mean, is, is he like the jigsaw guy from Saw? Like, let's play a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, I, uh, this is completely off base, uh, but I actually watched Saw for the first time this past week. Oh, the first one's uh, really like good. The original, the original Saw movie. And that's what everybody keeps telling me. They're like, oh yeah, don't even bother with the sequels. 
But uh, I mean, it's it's an interesting movie. I mean, there's definitely parts of it where I'm like the timeline I'm kind of confused by. But I kind of expected that like Tobin Bell would have been a massive part of the movie. Like he's barely in it. Nah, I, I know he's... why they're milking the franchise by bringing him back over and over again because uh, they kind of wasted him in the first. I've one. only seen the first two. Is Donnie Wahlberg's in the first one, isn't he? Um, I think it's the second one. Oh, because Carrie Yules is in the first one, isn't he? But um, no, yeah, the, um, he's in the first one because uh, uh, the guy who first created that, if I'm not mistaken, is Australian and he just got a bit big for his boots. Basically, they were like Australian university students. I think from memory but uh, no I, I saw the first two and the second one was the one where like it started to get a bit like full-on because there's this scene where somebody falls into a pit of needles and even i'm just like mm. um but like i i just would watch compilation clips on youtube of all the funny deaths but yeah i think <laughs> i think it got to a point where it's just any horror franchise right they get way so that becomes about the one yeah. character um, but I, I I was going through my computer the other day, sorting through my movies. Apparently, I've got them all. Like I've got all the Transformer movies. I'm like, why do I have all the Saw movies in the Transformer movies when I've never watched them? But okay, if you want and to do Saw Michael or Emerson, Transformer month, Michael Emerson's in the first Saw movie. Oh, is he? Oh, maybe I have yeah. to watch it again. I just, a, he actually has more screen time than Tobin Bell does. I remember watching the first one, going like, hey, okay, this is not what I was expecting, and it's a bit more of a psychological thriller than a, yeah. like a gross-out one that the Saw franchise turned into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, here, the, the, one other really good scene, I think this actually might have been uh, one of the best exchanges of dialogue they had in the movie, where Christian Bale's talking to Toddler God here, and he's basically <laughs> question, questioning, because he has these, like, all this empathy for the Egyptians, uh, and then he says, you have empathy for those you grew up with, I understand that, but what about those you didn't get to grow up with? And that's kind of, the, I guess, the scene that pushes Moses to be like, yeah, these are supposed to be my people, what about them? Um, so, uh, when he knows that this last plague is going to be a bad one and he goes to Ramsey's begging him, this is the best scene of the movie. He's basically saying what's about to happen is out of my hands. I'm begging you, you know, let them go. Let my people go. <laughs> uh, he's Captain Hepburn. Um, so this leads to, uh, now I, I'm, I, I think this is what the, the, the Passover is supposed to be. The idea that it's like you marked your doors, this plague, it, it spared all Sheep of the blood. Hebrew children or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is what the the holiday Passover is based around. Um, but the the visual of that shadow coming across the sky looked amazing. Mm. Uh, and then when after this happens, and you get Joel Edgerton finds out his child died, and he's basically saying, "Is this what your God is? He killed all the children." And then Christian Bale with like so much like it, it, you look in his eyes. This is how great of an actor Christian Bale is. You look in his eyes. He he legitimately looks sad, but he just puts his hand on him and he goes, "Not a single Hebrew child died." And he's not saying this like you know, hey, we didn't lose any. He's actually saying, like, he's sad the entire time, and that's one good thing he did in this movie. Um, we get some burning people here. Uh, <laughs> there's a bit of chaos going on. You obviously missed it, but I definitely caught it. Oh, I knew you'd, uh, watch, and- you'd see that. I, I was. Is this the part where they've got that really bad prop of the dead baby in a cloth? Like, it just, I'm yeah, laughing. Yeah, so I was, I was going to say... Nobody can criticize the Flash for the use of babies, which is done with humor when they look at this funny. dead baby here. <laughs> yeah. This is so bad. Like, is like I'm watching this, like he's like, like, like I'm sad. My first child is born. I'm like, this is like a, a piece of sheet with some <laughs> freaking pillows in. I'm like, that looks hilarious. And then you see the face when it flops down. It's like American <laughs> Sniper takes the cake for the worst use of fake babies in movies. But if you're ranking the f- fake babies. Flash is the best of them. Fake Exodus is in the middle. <laughs> Fake baby month. <laughs> we got some. We don't, I, well, I got to look some plot keywords. Um, but uh, but yeah. So after this, he does let them go. But then he's immediately like, "No, we're just going to chase them down." Uh, so we get them going all across the land. Christian Bale says, "Let's go through these mountains." They end up coming up to the sea. This is the big parting of the seas, which disappointing. Like, it's a hugely disappointing because again, everybody knows that visual, yeah. which. 
even though the effects look dated, like it still looks great. Like when, when Jamie and I watched that movie, I was kind of just sitting through the rest of the movie waiting for that scene to come up. And and the way it's dramatically played, like Charlton Heston in that movie, it looks incredible. And this, it's like, oh, the water's going to slowly recede. There are a couple good shots. So basically they run out across the water as the Egyptians are pursuing them. Some really bad. Now, this is where I was saying Ben Mendelsohn deserves an Oscar. And it's not for any line of dialogue he has in the movie. When they're racing their chariots along the cliff, the effects look so bad. I understand you're not actually going to race real chariots along a cliff, you know, when you when you got the actors' lives at stake. But all of the actors are in these chariots that are bouncing up and down. And even Joel Edgerton is sitting there like this, completely still. <sighs> nice day out, isn't it? Every single person is like completely motionless. The, the, the backgrounds look CGI. You got a little bit of wind blowing the hair. Look at Ben Mendelsohn if you have a chance during this chariot race race or whatever he's gripping it he's gritting his teeth he's like <laughs> he looks like he's like really now. constipated uh great acting like he's the only one i actually believe was actually doing this <laughs> uh i can see him now this guy next to me like, great. Ah. that's and me. everybody else is like ah. oh i think i'll take a nap that's <laughs> relaxing here uh when they when they're out in the water and you start to see the wave come in it's hit and miss. There's some shots that look incredible, like especially when you can see the birds on screen. That's what I do remember from watching this on the 3D copy was when the birds are all over the place. It looked great. But then you also get some overhead shots where it's like those are some really bad CGI waves. Um, I do like the moment where uh, they kind of meet in the water, like everybody's rushing across and then Christian Bale's not leaving. Uh, him and Ramsey's kind of meet in the middle. This is where you just didn't build a relationship between these two guys. You had a couple moments like him saying, I beg you not to do this. You know, the the not a single Hebrew child died. But there's just no development for their rivalry or relationship here. Um, basically, the water rushes everybody away. Uh, they both survive, but they're on other sides of the beach. Um, you get a conversation here with uh, Moses and Aaron Paul, where I'm guessing that Ridley Scott intended this to kind of be like foreshadowing like some of the, the you know, things with israel like oh you know we're we're a, a small group but we are, we're a large in number large as a nation won't that make us a threat to people they're trying to put some modern day commentary and this is uh, the right after those israeli attacks happened when i started watching this i'm like oh this is uh yep this is a little bit timely now <laughs> but it's it's an it's not so obvious where it's like look at their faces they're all the same you know <laughs> i liked it a little bit better yeah. than that this not like Hmm, let's go towards Germany. No, I think we should avoid that place. Why? Something's <laughs> telling me. Like, there's no, like, obvious commentary. Yeah. Um, then we get the couple of rushed closing scenes here. Moses carving the Ten Commandments out by hand. We're talking with Toddler God. Uh, Toddler God saying, we don't agree much, do we? It's like, but we always have a good time together. <laughs> I didn't quite understand this dick. scene. Like, in this movie. Like, I mean, in real life, let's be honest. But, like, like I mean, he's just... Like, he's just telling him what to do. You're like, oh, we don't have a good time, so go kill I mean, some more Egyptians. <laughs> this is children, right? I mean, if God's yeah. going to take a human form, True. he's going to have to take a child. Good point. <laughs> well done. Uh, and then we get the the closing bit here where old Moses is in the carriage with the Ark of the Covenant behind him. No Nazi symbol forming. Da, that would have been da, a great lead-in. <laughs> Nazi symbol burns out of the edge of it. <laughs> Indiana Jones hitting guys, taking their, their, their uniforms, not being able to button it up. Segue right into it. Um, I, 
overall, both the first and the second half of this movie, there is some good stuff in here, but it's just, it's not a well put together movie at all. Who is this boy? Did this guy go on to anything? Like, I mean, what was the your actor? first movie? I played God. Oh, well, <laughs> it's only up from there. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to look on IMDb here. I'm that, curious. I now. don't see him on Wikipedia here. Um, like, is he called anybody but boy? Because um, it just says, a boy, a messenger of God of Abraham. Maybe he's uncredited. Maybe this really was God. Um, yeah, like, I, I I, think everything in the lead up to the... I mean, again, the plagues kind of woke me up. Like, the crocodile bit was cool. Um, lots of people getting eaten. Can't say no to that. Um, one of the two girls that you often get confused with, Jen, uh, she messaged me the other day saying that she's going to Lake Placid. And I'm like, well, Ooh. don't get eaten by crocodiles and make sure Bill Pullman's there to <laughs> save you. And she got the reference. So uh, nice. there you go. Um, but like all the, like the, what, the locusts and the frogs and the hail and the river of blood, like it all visually looks cool. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, we joke that there's not much to talk about, but you literally did a very good job in summarizing that movie very, very quickly. And, Two and a half hours of it. <laughs> but like literally like, that's basically what the Wikipedia is. So there's a bit more information on Wikipedia, but that's everything. We often get sidetracked. We've done it like probably for half of this episode already. But I think that like this in its heart is kind of a simple story. No disrespect to the great literature of the Bible, but like it's two and a half hours long telling this story. I'm like, how is this movie two and a half hours long when it's such a pretty simple story? Um, but yeah, like the whole parting of the sea. So like, again, I, I've seen the poster. The poster is literally a big giant wave and a person standing in front of the wave and I always thought that was the famous bit. Again, my limited Bible knowledge. I thought it was Moses who stood in front of the sea and was like, move water. And like, he like parts it like, you know, like with his hands. This, it's just like someone like stops running the bath water and it's just going down the yeah. drain. And I'm like, was that it? <laughs> um, and then like, I mean, yeah, visually it's cool when all of a sudden the water's coming in on the sides, but that's what basically God going like, ah, I'm going to kill all these people, which again, like I get it. These were slave owners and you shouldn't do that. But like, Two rights don't make a wrong, God. Like, I mean, like, they were killing the Hebrews, now you're killing the Egyptians. Um, I mean, you're just as bad as them. Uh, sorry, I'm not getting into the politics. Emotep should be there to save them. Exactly. <laughs> Emotep. I, I, you talk about watching movies. I finally started my rewatch of the Harry Potter. So I watched the first one the other day. I'm sorry. Um, it was it was fine. I like the, I mean, you talk about movies that have things missing from it. I had to talk to Casey the other day about like there's this whole plot line that comes out of nowhere, which gets him to the Philosopher's Stone. I'm like, I get that, but like, who is this guy and why is it not explained? She's like, oh yeah, there's an extended edition with a deleted scene which they remove, which completely explains it. I'm like, oh well, thanks Warner, thanks Christopher Columbus for you know dumb bums like me haven't read the book in 25 years anyway. Um, but like visually, like the water and the tornadoes, it all looks cool. There's dead horses. Um, it's kind of a bit never. But not dead ducks. I know. Um, but like, I mean, that visually looks awesome. But like, I don't know. I wanted a Christian Bale scene of him pushing the water yeah. up. Like, that's what I. That's what I mean. Like, there's he has no commanding moments in this movie. Yeah. And they wanted to do a more simpler down to earth Moses and every man Moses, whatever. But like, give us one moment. But that's my again of the of the 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 dumb bum like me who knows limited about. Jesus and Moses and the Bible and, and religion. Like, I thought Moses was a badass. Like, Moses freed the slaves. He parted the sea. He's like, like John Wick. Fucking, he's, this guy is tough shit. Like, I mean, you know, he should be part of the Expendables. Like, it's fucking Moses. Don't mess with him. But, like, all he does here is just, like, literally this movie is like, Moses, yes, you were a Hebrew. Ah, okay, cool. She's hot. I'm going to marry her. 
Hey, Egyptian guy, free those slaves. No? Okay. Oh, hi, God, kid. What's that? You're going to kill people. Oh, I'll tell the Egyptians. Hi, Egyptians. Um, you should free the slaves, otherwise all these plagues will come. Oh, well, well, your first child will die. Oh, well, are you going to release them? Thank you. Oh, shit, there's water. Hmm, that's a shame. I'm going to throw my sword in the water. Oh, look at that. The water went down. do 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 I'm walking. Oh, shit, the Egyptians. Oh, shit, God's going to kill them all. Oh, no, I'm a bit wet. Oh, well. Oh, I might write this down on oh, some... Oh, no, ro- I'm a bit... <laughs> I might write this down. Oh, no, I'm a bit wet. <laughs> I might write this down on some rock. Thanks, God, uh, little boy God. Oh, look, the Ark of the Covenant. Dun, 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 dun. Like, that's Moses in this movie. Like, disappointed. I, I don't want to see the Russell Crowe Noah now. Because I'm sure now he's probably just not like, I'm Noah, I'm going to put all the bo- the animals on a boat. He's probably just like, oh, I don't want to. I'm bored. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I need to read the book now. Um, badass <laughs> Moses. Um, yeah, and I, I had to look that up that that was the Ark of the Covenant at the end. Thanks, Wikipedia. But, um, I mean, visually great. There's some cool water scenes. Um, but we needed a flying cow in the in the water spouts. Yeah. i got to go. We, we got, got cows. cows. <laughs> Uh, so critically, this is, this is actually worse than I thought. I thought, especially compared to other Ridley Scott movies, this didn't have like the bad reputation of some of the others. 30% on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> so positive review, uh, Stephen Farber, the Hollywood reporter, uh, said Scott did a great job reviving the Roman sandal and, uh, Roman sand and sandals epic when he made the Oscar and Gladiator. The Egyptian saga is not quite in the same league, but it confirms the director's flair for widescreen imagery. Negative review, Scott Mendelson, no relation to Ben. Uh, Forbes said that the film was too dark and gritty, saying the film lacked in humor and excitement, offering little nuance and little artistic interpretation beyond hitting the expected goalposts. And that's that's important. Like, I, you know, I, 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 this is not the way the biblical story is supposed to be, but I mean, the, the, the Charlton Heston, Ten Commandments, it kind of made it a swashbuckling adventure time. They would throw scenes in there where they're like, we got to rescue the damsel under the stress. And it kind of like you would picture, dun, 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 dun. you know, inject a little bit of fun in there. And then you can have some humor in this, make it a little bit lighthearted. I mean, Moses is so depressed the entire movie. And even just <laughs> where, the look of where, it is so dark and gritty. I just want to say where the comedy is in this movie. Like, I mean, it's a James Bond one line is like when the, the entrails well, are coming out of the dead dark. <laughs> like, oh, got to say, that's a bit... Gut wrenching, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. But like, perfect example would be the. Did you ever see the Prince of Egypt, the animated movie no, they did of this? No. In like the late nineties, they had like the that was that Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston yeah. song uh, that was number one forever. But I remember that like they had you know the opening scenes, the the scenes between Moses and Ramses. There was like a fun rapport between them because again, these guys were supposed to be like brothers. So show them getting along. Like we have no relationship between these guys. So there's stuff you could have done. Um, box office. So this is, I think, one of the main reasons why it, it kind of becomes clear that this movie didn't do well. So it comes out, um, opens number one with $24 million. Now, two and a half hour long length probably hurts it. But this is when um, the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 was still uh, just knocked out of the number one spot. Uh, and the Hunger Games was still making $12 million. So it's the following week, I think, that that really hurts this movie. Penguins of Madagascar uh, oh, was out too that week. Yeah. And top five, the movie, I don't even know what that is. Top five, the movie was number four at the box office. It made the top five. Six million dollars. The following week, this is where it gets really bad. So the next week you have The Hobbit, Battle of Five Armies. So the final Hobbit movie opens number one. Night of the Museum 3 opens and Annie opens. This drops number four, goes from $24 million to $8 million. Also, I would think for a movie like this, like you want to have the whole season and I get Hunger Games, the competition, but you're opening this December 12th. I mean, you got limited time for, you know, before the Christmas season, which is where most of your audience is going to see it. This is a heavy, very adult film, not adult in that way. We'll get to that next week. 
Um, but uh, yeah, overall box office. Um, this doesn't exactly do. I don't even think Kingdom of Heaven dollars. Um, so it makes two hundred sixty-eight million dollars worldwide. Most of that's actually overseas, not even North America. North America, I think it makes like seventy million bucks or something like that. Probably not even sixty-five or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, IMDb. Uh, well, we plot keywords last. So IMDb reviews. Positive reviews for this, would we? Um, I mean, this movie's kind of one of those that's in the middle. I'll look up a one star and a ten star. Well, you do the one so, star. I've got the ten stars open. So. All right. Um, uh, one star. Bland, lazy, and arrogant. We all know Scott can bring a vision to the screen with ease, creating a sweeping vista and bring a dream to life. And party. This is a lot of praise about Ridley Scott. Uh, apart from the incredibly distracting casting choices, there we go. Some people were onto it. We know that ancient Egyptians were brown to dark brown. The costumes and setting just didn't ring true and continuously brought me out of the movie into the increasingly monotonous script that lacked any originality, spark, or wit. Yeah, there's just not many, like, just random ones here that are just excellent movie, an absolute legend movie, a beautiful historically mythology movie, awesome, fantastic movie, a fight with God, an incredible dynamic retelling of the story of Moses, as worthy as being an epic as the original yeah, there's nothing amazing here. It was the greatest movie that takes you back to a magnificent time, Egypt, B.C. Cool. <laughs> a magnificent time. I remember it so fondly. <laughs> yeah. back, back when I was a boy in B.C. Oh, and I love that there's... Okay, like, again, I'm not talking down Egyptian culture. Like the, like you said, you're very interested in that. I remember having an interest in that and all that. There are Egyptians probably listening to this, but, like, saying, like, oh, what a magnificent time when they enslaved the Jewish people. Isn't that kind of like, oh, the magnificent time of Germany in the 30s and 40s? Yeah. Like, maybe pick a different era. Oh, the <laughs> magnificent don't associate with this. Southern America this of the 1800s. Oh, when they built those fantastic mansions. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, that's, yeah, All the, the people working in the field, the, the crops, oh. plantations. That's what we need oh, to bring back, plantation workers. They were such workers. good workers. Why don't we have good yeah. workers like that anymore? <laughs> No, work ethics have been all downhill since slavery end. <laughs> um, plot keywords, this is what we're all here for. Now, this month, I'm kind of queuing these up ahead of time. There's not as many good ones as I would have expected with this. Uh, there is Bearded Man Month, where Jamie's <laughs> going to be very excited, and apparently Ben. Um, John Wick Chapter 4, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Meg, and Sons of Anarchy. I'm doing The Meg again. Uh, <laughs> Flogging Month could be fun. Ooh. Pompeii, RRR, The Hunger Games Catching Fire, uh, and Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. I'm up for that one. Cloud Atlas is on that list, too, oh, if it can be fun. Good movie. Um, there's not a real... There's Duck Entrails Month. I mean, we're doing the sequel to <laughs> Dead Duck <laughs> Duck Entrails Month, which is, just features this movie, so there's nothing else we can really do. Um, Burning a dead body, ha hanging a child. Oh, what do we got? All right. Hanging a child month with Exodus, Gods, and Kings, and is this racist? <laughs> The Ben Waterworth story. I mean, the Noah <laughs> Grove story. Uh, we could do uh, Tent on Fire Month featuring Exodus, Gods and Kings, Wild Hogs, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, Flesh and Blood, and Hildago. So. Uh, bolt Upright After Nightmare Month. <laughs> <It's> very specific. <laughs> With Saw 3D, The Last Night in Soho, Aliens, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I've got this is my number one choice now. Bolt Right After Nightmare Month. Hang on, let me write that down. I've actually got that on my computer for some reason. What is it? Bolt on. Bolt Upright After Nightmare Month. <laughs> bolt Upright. Uh, that's a very specific month. That might be winning at the moment. Bolt Upright. What were the other movies on it? Uh, so there's Last Night in Soho, Alien, Saw 3D, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Bolt upright after Nightmare. <laughs> Is that it? 
Yes, that's okay. the full thing. Um, imitating a snake's hissing. Well, I can't top bolt upright after Nightmare Month. I think that wins. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, you got your work cut out for you, 1900. Well, trust me, when we get to 1900, there's going to be some things in there. Seriously, that, that, uh, that's epic. What do you think of that, Casper? It's a winner. Uh, I agree. <laughs> We're going to be talking about this next year. Yeah, bloody hell. That's good. Uh, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm debating what I'm going to do with this movie. I think the first time I watched it, I've been like, oh, that's probably a bin. I think this is a very, very low rent. There's enough redeeming things in here that if you if you don't have to sit down in one sitting, <laughs> and, and maybe if you can distract yourself by doing your meal prep and you know <laughs> not being too full on cheese and nuts, you can get something out of this movie. <laughs> it certainly is. I, I will say, if my memories of the bad Ridley Scott post Gladiator epics, this is better than Robin Hood. It's probably definitely better than Kingdom of Heaven. It'll probably be better than Napoleon too. Nah, this is a bin for me. Uh, I mean, look, like it's 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 okay. It's 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 not a bad movie. Like as in, like this isn't a, a Barbarella or a Weird Science to me. Like this is a better movie than both. If I'm ranking these movies, I would rank this above the first two that we did. But this is also a movie that I never want to watch again. It's 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 just like it's 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 similar to what I kept saying about Barbie. Like Barbie is not a bad movie. It's just not a Ben movie. Not I, your movie. It's not my movie. It's not for me. And this is a a movie that's not for Ben. And like, I can distinguish, like I can dislike something, but still say, well, this is a good movie for someone else. I don't like Moonraker, but I still will watch it as a James Bond movie. And it's still a lot better than half these movies we're watching. But I take Moonraker out of the context of the James Bond franchise. I'm going to look at it differently. So yeah, this is, this is not a movie for me. I'm going to bin it purely on that fact. But if you're into the Bible, if you're into epics and you want to watch something, I mean, it does have a lot of similarities to Gladiator, but I love Gladiator. Gladiator is a great film. And I would much rather watch Gladiator. I've never seen Kingdom of Heaven. Orlando Bloom doesn't really do it for me. But sure, um, Robin Hood, does it have Carrie Yules in that one? Um, or is he in the other <laughs> one? Uh, <laughs> so Kate Blanchett and Russell Crowe. Why have we never done that? Um, somebody posted the other day, is it The Three Musketeers? It's got like Kiva Sutherland and Charlie Kiefer, Sheen. Yeah. And, and Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> like somebody shared that the other day. I'm like, how have we never done that movie? Like, I've I mean, never even seen it. Char- Kiva Sutherland and Charlie Sheen, brothers working together? Come on. I, uh, I, I'm i still tempted to... I want to try to find a better movie because uh, I haven't seen it yet, so maybe it is a good movie, but I'm still tempted to do for Arcana Australia Month the movie directed by John Cassar starring Donald and Kiefer Sutherland. It's oh, like a Western. Do it. Find uh, it. And that, I, that alone was worth it. Well, I found I've got... My, again, going through my movies, I find all these movies that I've got. I've got that... Um, We talked about it, that there was like an Australian end of the world movie they did a few years ago, which had oh, like yeah. uh, one of the main guys from Home and Away from about 10 years ago in it, which again, I got no publicity. I think it did shit, but I've got it and I've never watched it. So I feel like that could be fun if we do those ones that we've never seen, but uh, that's still next year. But um, yeah, no, I... Uh, 1900. Been from me. Yay, we're a week closer to Back to the Future. Uh, but literally it's going to take us a week to watch this film. <laughs> uh, it's taken me two and I'm still going. Um, it is a long movie. I, people don't have to watch this along with us, but I will encourage you. You're going to find some crazy stuff in this movie. I teased last week that this is a movie that included... Um, Donald Sutherland being chased by women with pitchforks and Robert De Niro being shot by a seven-year-old kid. Um, God. There's a lot more in this movie. It was God <laughs> shooting Robert De Niro. Uh, you get Robert De Niro and Gerard Depardieu in a threesome, uh, both with their dongs oh, in full view for a significant amount of time. And I want to guess who's got the bigger dong, and I'm guessing it's a Frenchman. No? Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned. That man's uh, packing. That, Come on. <laughs> We're, this is it's weird because it's not just because it's a five-hour movie but like this is one that I, I 
I've got a lot of notes on just because like, did I just see what I think I just saw? Is I, there is no story to this movie. I don't know what the point of this movie is. I've still got two hours to go out of the five hour movie, but it's got some talking points, <laughs> if nothing else. It took us, what, five and a half hours to do a three hour movie in Titanic. This is a, the longest theatrically released movie, I think, in American cinema history. I think it's a five, six hour film. I have no, nothing on it outside of I flicked through it when I got it a couple of months ago. I saw Robert De Niro's Dong. Um, like, I, I, you think I paid attention to this film. I can't imagine a six-hour film, Ben. Like, we're doing a six-hour film in an hour, people. Like, good fucking luck. Um, but I'm hosting you're hosting. It, so uh, <laughs> I might just read the Wikipedia page again, and then we'll just talk about penises for the rest of it. So <laughs> who knows? Also, you can stay tuned to our 24 coverage. We are into season six now. Yeah, started this week. Now! Now! Uh, also, The Amazing Race, uh, Rocky and Jared and Kristen have got some stuff going on with that. Uh, and then, as Ben said, we're this much closer to Back to the Future month, which will be coming next month. Happy Back to the Future Day, by the way. Like, literally today. Uh, we're recording yeah. this on the 15th, which is the day that Marty goes into the future. So there you go. Uh, and those are ones like Star Wars that we kind of mentioned off air. It's like we barely even have to watch these movies. Oh. We know them by heart. Um, so but, excited. Uh, would make my mum. Was it number three, number four on my list? Number two? No, Ferris yeah, Bueller's number two. I think it was number three. I think it was three on both of ours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, what a movie. And, and I'm I'm waiting. I, I ordered a bunch of T-shirts. It was like this massive sale through something called 80stees.com or something like that. And I think I got two or three different Back to the Future shirts. Just like, oh, this one's only three dollars. This is three dollars. I had one. I hope they're going to be here. Yeah, I had. I had. I when I was much fatter, I had one, but uh, I was long gone. But um, I mean, this is more of an off-air dis- discussion. But like, this is because obviously one of us gets host two, one of us gets host one. Now, I just want to say, maybe my like, obviously the first one's amazing, but I, I'm very partial to the second one. So I don't mind putting my hand up for the second if you wanted to do one and three. Or if you feel yeah. like you'd rather host one and you want me to do like two, what 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 was your preference? No, I'll 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 take one and three gladly because I I mean I love all three of them, but oh, I mean so I, I. I really I have a huge soft spot for the third one, which I think doesn't get enough love. I, like I I love all of them as well. Like, there's not one I dislike over the others, but like I think I've mine is number two is my soft spot. Like yeah, so we'll talk about them though in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, so yeah, listen to whatever other garbage we have there, and thank you to our one person who just upgraded their patreon yeah, to thank top you. tier or second top tier uh yeah, and cheap tell second us top what, tier could have gotten the top one <laughs> tell us what perks you want and we will give you a shout out on our website because we just learned that's one of our perks uh, and if you do want a shout out on our website then pay us 14.50 a month uh, my name is colin hilding a famous israeli <laughs> my name is ben and i literally wrote two quotes so i use one Uh, Is there any way I could please you? Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.
Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs) 